Hey, one more time. Can we put our hands together for our new guests? Come on, let's celebrate new guests. Thank you all for joining us today on our six-year anniversary. So, so good. This is our first ever 10 a.m. experience. We just had our first ever 8.30 a.m. experience. It was great. It was amazing. Uh, everyone that you would like to meet in your life showed up at the 8.30, 10 a.m. And they said they're coming back next week, so you never know. So, <laughs> they're going to be at the 10, but anyway, so you're going to, so no, just so good to have you all. Welcome to Highlight. Um, and it's an honor. I received a text message uh, by, uh, from a uh, team leader on Wednesday, and this person stated, um, they said, been thinking about the anniversary. How does it feel to see what God has placed on your heart so many years ago grow into what it is now? And so around between Monday and Tuesday, I start to really ask the Lord, God, like, so what do you want me to communicate? Uh, especially when we're not like in a book study like we are over the summer. And it's kind of like we're in a series. So it's a, a collection of talks. So God, what, what are we talking about this weekend? And um, you know, last week we talked about generosity and giving and building the church through the tithe. Uh, I don't want to relay a lot of vision uh, in terms of the state of Maryland, being that the series is entitled Maryland. Uh, we're going to do that in our vision series between November and December. Got a lot of cool things I want to share during that series. But I, just, I felt like the Lord was wanting me to communicate to you in the form of a question um, how to see vision come to pass, how to see vision for your life come, come to pass. Um, and I honestly believe that God has given each of us a dream or a vision, um, be it long-term, short-term, be it big or small. I believe that God has spoken to you about something in your life. And I was just inspired by that text message to kind of walk you through a, a how to see uh, a vision come to pass. And so um, this is what the Bible, the Bible says that God is a, essentially it describes God as a promise keeper. And it also says that God does not change. So God is the same. God is constant. Someone say constant. constant. As a matter of fact, God is uh, the greatest constant that you have. God is more constant than your mother, he's more constant than your father, your children, your best friend, yeah. your job, your country, your political party. Um, God is, is constant. God is constant when we don't want anything to do with him, when we want everything to do with him. God is there. God is there when we're in the valley low. He's there when we're in the mountaintop. He is constant. He does not change. God pursues us when we're not pursuing him. God draws close to us when we're drawing close to him. He never changes. The book of Hebrews says that Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so my answer to this question uh, when, when uh, this team leader text was, um, it's, it's amazing. Um, we, we, we move, like we said before, with our family and seven other adults and our two boys, um, we started with absolutely nothing. We, we probably had a couple thousand dollars. I remember when um, I had uh, the, the talk to leave our previous church in Florida uh, with my campus pastor. So he was my direct report. 
And I said, you know, I, I, think, I think it's time for us to, to step out and pursue that vision that the Lord had placed on our heart. And you've known this for three years now, so this comes as no surprise. But I opened it up to counsel, right? I was open to God moving in that church and changing that decision in that season. Right. But we received the church's blessing. They sent us off. And uh, we essentially became a church of 3,000 from 3,000 to a church of three. That being at that time, me, Pastor Kyra, my wife, and um, Chris, and we stepped out on nothing. And um, so to see all that God has done, this is one room out of four today. We have the 830, we have the 10, we have the, like, and to see how we moved up and we started and and we, we moved in and we quit jobs, we got jobs, and to see all that it is today, um, essentially I told this person that um, if God has promised us to cover the state of Maryland, these first, these first six years are just evidence of a fulfilled promise. Um, he called us in 2012, he called us in 2015 over at Gaithersburg High School. He laid 20 campuses by 2040 in 2018. We have every reason to believe that God is going to keep his promise because he's kept it so far. And so, um, but I want to I minister to you. It'll be less about highlight, more about you. I'll throw some history about highlight. Really, this is six, this is what I've learned over six years in terms of our part in fulfilled vision. Because when God makes a promise, he's going to do his part. But we always have a part to play. What I will say is that God didn't give us our superheroes. God didn't give us this building. God didn't give us the influence we have in the city. We've had a part to play in what God has promised because it's a relationship. And so today I want to talk about four constants of fulfilled vision. Four constants of fulfilled vision. And um, I tried to come up with six, but I couldn't. I'm like, uh, that'd take me in a 35-minute realm. How about a new series next week? Realm. It's going to be on, bro. Man, I love our video. Can we put our hands together for our creative team, the creative team? When I, when I tell you the church isn't built by one or two people, but it takes a collective, like there are people who are just, they don't get any of the credit, but they're making this thing happen. And we thank God for, for all of our teams, kids team, parking team, the facilities team. They were here Friday making sure every wall was painted and everything. Can we put our hands together for the facilities team? They come in late at night midnight sometimes one o'clock in the morning they're here um the worship team the the refresh team the youth team let's celebrate the youth team everybody the youth team the production team if i miss you don't be offended the campus safety team i done got too far out in the water now i gotta swim gotta get back i'm drowning all right i'm back all right back to the message so four constants of fulfilled vision the Connect Here team. All right. <laughs> team leaders, assistant team leaders. <laughs> the first constant of fulfilled vision. This is what these are must do's. These are non negotiables. Number one is faith. The nursery team. Oh, they're part of the kids team. 
faith. All right, so the, word, the Greek word there, faith, is pistis. All right, I'll spell it out for you. P-I-S-T-I-S. That's in the Greek, okay? And the word faith means to be persuaded. To be persuaded. So when God does lay something on your heart about your health or your home, your marriage, your ministry, you got to be persuaded Amen. that he's going to do what he promised. That, that's really the first non-negotiable. That's the first thing that you must latch on to is, is that. And like I said, we went from 3,000 to three, and all we had was faith. All we had was faith. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even have a job when I left real life. Right, I, I was believing for a door to open at Florida Hospital, which is now Adventist Health Orlando. And then God connected me with a lady, and, and that was just a blessing. It, it was an amazing transition. But even leaving the church before moving to Maryland for that year was, how am I going to provide for my family? You know, and so that was faith. When you have nothing, we had a vision and we had faith. And go ahead and write this down. It won't come up on the screen, but here it is. Write this down. Faith is understanding. That God has a good plan for me, and he will bring it to pass. Faith is understanding that God has a good plan for me, and he will bring it to pass. That's right. It's good. And it says this in Hebrews 11, 1 through 2. It says, faith, open your heart to this. This is important. It's the word of God. Someone say the word of God. It's the word of God. This is vital. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Watch this. Watch this. This is why I love that text message. It is the evidence of things we cannot, I'll put it here, physically see. So, so the fact that you have faith, watch me. Everyone, everyone up, look at me. I, I know that's, look at me. Watch, pay attention. The fact that you have faith means that it exists. But right now, it's stuck in heaven. And so this is where the constant of faith comes in at. When you're, when you're, Walking by faith and living by faith over time, yes. what is stuck up in heaven materializes physically into your life. So Hebrews 11 is saying that the fact that you have faith, faith is the reality. Faith itself is the reality of what you hope for. It's, it's kind of like Abraham. You got to go back and read Genesis chapter 12. He is the father of our faith. Someone say faith. faith. God called him. And God said, go, then I'll show. So Abraham had to have faith in the moment in what God was going to show. God wasn't going to show it in the moment. He was going to show it in a future time. And the Bible then says in Romans that as Abraham went, this was a 25-year process, 25-year process. As Abraham went, the Bible says that uh, uh, his faith did not weaken but the less likely that it looked to happen, his faith got stronger. So, so here's the deal. If, if it's looking less and less like it, likely, I encourage you to, to be stronger. To, to trust in it more. Let's keep reading the verse. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. With who? People? No. With God. And I'll tell you why faith excites God. Because here it is. We can't see him. We can't sense them, we can't smell them, we can't touch them, but when we have faith, we're saying to him, Lord, I know you're there, and I know you love me, and I know you got a good plan for me, 
So I'm going to trust you. And the Bible says that when Abraham extended that belief and that faith, the Bible says that he counted Abraham as righteous. So that was Abraham's salvation moment. So, so this is the deal. A lot of us get stuck in salvation. But we don't walk it out to see the promises of God fulfilled. So the same faith that saved you, the same faith that you use to trust in Jesus is the same faith you need to walk in every single day of your life. Because it's that same faith that's going to bring those promises to pass in your life. It says this here, verse 33, by faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice and received. Someone say received what God had promised them. So faith is the first constant that I've learned over these six years. That, 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 that when it's going crazy and when it doesn't look like it's going to happen and global pandemics and people and life and things begin to hit, faith is what you latch on to. Right? So I was asking the Lord the other day, like, like Lord, I, I need a word or something. Like, we're about to be six years old. Like, talk to me. Lord, speak to me. And I feel God said, I, you just need to reflect. You, you just, you need to reflect on, on October 15th when, when U-Haul all of a sudden locked and you guys couldn't get any of your equipment out. It locked for no good reason. It was midnight. It was one o'clock in the morning and U-Haul would not, would not let you in. And you guys are going to launch in seven hours. So, you know, you know, you, you guys had people coming to help you set up the church and U-Haul shut down on you. And you need to remember when I opened that door, yeah. right? You, you, you need to remember all, all these things. When, when your wife prayed and said, in two years, I'm going to be on full-time staff. And you need to remember in October of 2018, she was on full-time staff. You, you, you need to remember. You need to remember when, when, when you didn't know where you were going to live. And, and I sent a woman to, to get you guys into, into a, a great neighborhood, a great situation, a, a Jewish woman. And how she reminds you of Rahab in the book of Joshua. Even though she don't believe in Jesus, she was a Jewish woman. And, and, and I put her in your life. You need to reflect on all of these things that I've done over the past six years and take that same faith that you use when you moved here with nothing and move forward because you got a lot more going on now. So you just move forward in that faith. Come on now. Faith is the constant. You need to reflect on all of God's goodness and on all of his miracles and move forward. Number two, the second one is commitment. That's the second constant to seeing vision fulfilled. Commitment. Someone say commitment. Commitment. It says this in Galatians 6, 9. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. The Bible says don't get tired. Don't quit on that marriage. Don't quit on those kids. Don't quit on serving. Don't quit on giving. Don't quit on studying. Don't quit being the only one in your home doing what's right. Don't quit being the only one on your job doing what's right. Right? Don't quit because it says in in due time, you're going to reap a blessing. And that's one thing over these six years, commitment, commitment. We're such a hopping generation. There's something in me personally that I'm, I'm determined. But because everyone else is hopping, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's something personal about it. I, I want to be committed to something. Right? But because God works in commitment. And God works slow. And God works long. And then all of a sudden it's bam. That's how it is. It's, it's bam. So to commit, go ahead and write this down. The word commit means to fully dedicate myself 
to seeing it through. I'm going to fully dedicate myself to seeing it through. Committed. I, I used to tell the church in 2016 that my wife and I, our graves are going to be in Maryland. What was I trying to tell the church when we were just a few months old, a year old or so? We're here for the rest of our lives to serve you. There's nothing that's going to move us from Maryland. We're here to bring people to Christ. We're here to develop leaders. We're here to feed the hungry. We're here to protect the the unprotected. We're here for the rest of our lives. We're we're dedicated to seeing it through. I want to grow gray up here with y'all. I'm here. We're here. We're here. We're going into other cities. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're not going anywhere. Commitment is that second constant. If you're going to see a vision come to pass, read the Bible great. Read them. Nothing happened in a week. Nothing great happens in a month. Nothing great happens in a year. You get a little miracle. You get a little blind. You can see. You get a little raised from the dead. You get get some of the miracles. But nothing great, long-lasting, impactful, strong, and significant happens in short time. You got to be committed. You got to be committed. 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 I've come to find this out. Y'all, here it is. Faith. Faith is the vehicle. Faith faith is your car, your truck. It's going to get you there. But, But here's the deal. Commitment is the key. So you can have faith. But if you don't have commitment, where are you going? God can do it. God, God will go do it. God can do it. If, if you don't have commitment, right? Because this is the deal. Because when, cha- when, when circumstances challenge our faith, it's the commitment that keeps us going. Right? Snow, rain, wind, traffic. You can pull over. You can slow down. You can switch lanes as long as the key is there. Right? No matter what's going on outside, you can still go. Right? Because sometimes vision does require that you slow down. Right? But, 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 but if, you, if you take out the key and park it and lose that key, you're stuck right there. But it's the commitment, right, that, 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 keeps, that keeps you going. When, I remember when the pandemic hit. And, and, and we, we, I said, we're, we're going online. And God, God told us to birth, highlight the city week right. during the pandemic. Right. The Lord told us to birth it. While, while the world was saying separate and, and don't get close to people, God said, this is when I need the church to minister and to get close to people. We were committed committed to what he told us to do it's the commitment factor when the marriage gets rocky you commit when the people get rocky you commit when times get rocky you lock down and you commit when that bank account's looking funny you commit like you've never committed before you work like you've never worked before you hustle like you've never you commit it's mm. Wow. Committed to seeing it through. That's right. That's right. Right? Because the Bible says this. 
Because at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you don't know when that time is. You're going to reap a blessing. That's right. Commitment. Number three. Y'all okay? Yes. Development. Man, six years. Whew. Development. It's that third constant. Staying in a posture in your spirit, guys. Come on. As long as you have breath in your lungs, you ought to be growing. Yes. You ought, to, you ought to be growing. The word develop, here it is. We won't have it on the screen, but write this down. To grow or become a more advanced version of yourself. To grow or become a more advanced version of yourself. The, the, the fancy word there is sanctifica- sanctification. Right. As you grow in your faith, you look more like Christ. You're growing. De- development. Development. Um, I'll tell you this. Before the church has grown, I've had to grow. I've had to grow first. Then the church grows. I heard a pastor say this. Maybe this will connect. Your life can only be as big on the outside as you are on the inside. You can only be as effective and peaceful, joyful, impactful as you are on the inside. So, so in six years, Jason, there have been plenty of times where it's either quit or grow. Right. right. Either quit because emotionally I am so torn and I want to punch a hole in a wall. I'm so tired of people. Why don't they listen? Why don't they get it? Versus growing and saying, no, how about you have a little bit more patience? How about you have a little bit more grace? How about you slow it down so they can understand? How about you pray for them? Right. 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 Um, mentally. Right. You either grow or you quit. You either grow or you quit. You either grow or you quit. There's no in between. And before God grows your life on the outside, he must grow you on the inside. So, so here it is. Where is the unforgiveness in your life? The reason I ask is because God can't bless your life where there is bitterness. You got to grow. Where is there hurt that you haven't allowed God to heal yet? You got to heal. Where do you begin to tone it down and listen, actively listen to the other party? Instead of always trying to be right. It's a sign that you still need to grow. Why don't you pursue them instead of they pursuing you? And say, let's have this talk. Let's work this thing out. It's a sign that you need to grow. God will grow you on the inside first before he begins to open the doors. I I, I think about Joseph. God gave Joseph um, two dreams when he was 17 years old. Great dreams. It it, it spoke of how he's going to become the leader of Egypt one day. the, The most powerful leader in the world. The Bible says that his brothers were jealous. They beat him up, throwed him in a pit, and sold him off. And, um, and, and, and this started a 13-year process of God, someone say God, God. developing his character. Yes. Right? God developing his character. And then at just the right time, watch this, God sent, God sent a famine into Canaan in order for his family to go over to Egypt 
And they would discover that he's now the prime minister 13 years later. God, God was orchestrating all those things just like he's doing now. He's orchestrating all these things, allowing all these challenges, not so that you would become discouraged or not so that you would quit, but so that you would develop on the inside. And so I want you to open your heart to this verse and allow it to change your life right here in the next three minutes. Watch this. Psalm 105, one of the most powerful excerpts of scripture in all the Bible, because it shows us how God uses challenges to develop us so he can bless us. Watch this. Psalm 105, 17 says, then he sent someone, he being God, to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. All right. It says they bruised his feet. Someone say development. Development. With fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar. Someone say development. Development. Right. Until the time came to fulfill his dreams. The Lord. Someone say the Lord. The Lord. Someone say the Lord. The Lord. The Lord tested Joseph's character. So is it your boss? Is it your spouse? Is it your pastor? It's a great chance. Sometimes it is, but majority of the time, it's the Lord who's testing your character because he's trying to see when can I fully trust you with him, with her, with it, with that, with that promotion. It's God testing to see is this the right time to do this? And here's the takeaway. God grows the dreamer, then he fulfills the dream. That's what I've learned in the past six years of pastoring this church. God grows me, me, me. Then that next layer of the vision is given. So there are some, currently some things right now that I'm working through. Right? As a father, as a husband, as a leader. Because I don't want to be the reason that God says, mm, we got to wait another three years for that. I want to be right on time. So if you study Joseph, his story is in the book of Genesis. May that be your reading this week, the life of Joseph. Never at any point did he ever complain. He passed every single test, the pride test. The power test, the prison test, he passed all those tests. And at 30 years old, he was the most powerful man in the world. It's development. God is developing you. He's not keeping anything away from you. He hasn't overlooked you. He's not blessing them and not planning to bless you. God plans to bless you, but he's developing you. All right, the last constant I've learned over six years is connection. Connection. Who's your crew? Who's your crew? Who's your crew? We've heard it been said before. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Who's your crew? Who's your crew? I, I, I remember once again, I knew we, we had to get past a, a church of three. They had to start inviting some people into this thing. And, and so, um, Megan, you're just reminding me uh, in the office how uh, that first group of six that we thought was going to plant the church, um, all of them except Chris said no. All of them said no. And, and these are like friends for, for a long time. It's like, yeah, I'm, so I'm finally ready to do it. Y'all ready? 
was like, we didn't know you was for real about that, you know what I mean? So they said, no, Megan, you was a part of that group. <laughs> Never forget it. I'm still working on forgiveness. Even though you're here. Still haven't fully forgiven. Been building it with me for six years. I'm still bitter. You, you said no the first time. But she repented. <laughs> and um, so she's here and but, but they've been our crew. Uh, then the trans jumped on. Then the Yuri's jumped on. And, uh, the boys, they, they, had, they had no choice. So <laughs> I remember it was, it was, once again, Nemo, my mom and dad rolled up. <laughs> Chris and my dad, boy. When we were unpacking the Penske in our truck, uh, in our, in our uh, townhouse. Drove on these people's grass. Backed that big Penske truck up. I'm like, get off the people's grass, man. We knew around here to kick us out. But uh, we, we've cried together. We've, we've done crazy things together. We've been broke together. We've, you know, Celine, you know, Pastor Kyra delivered Celine with you in the hospital in Bethesda. Um, I've seen Chris grow from when I first met Chris campus safety at my last church and invited him to a Bible study I was leading, you know, and he lived with us in my mother-in-law's house. And now he's our creative director and to see him grow and become a man. And he'll be, he'll be getting ordained soon as, as a pastor. Can we, can we celebrate that? He'll be getting ordained soon. Um, but once again, if you, if you would talk to him, that's been, his team is holding it down back there. But if you talk to him, that, that's something that he's wanted for almost, what, eight years now? And, and, and it's been the Lord and me, like, you're not ready. But as he's grown, all the signs point to, you, you got it, you know? But, but who's your crew? Who's your crew? You'll become the average of, of your group, okay? I love the redwood sequoia, the largest tree in the world. And I always use this analogy, but it's the largest tree in the world, 200 feet or so. Um, but its root system only goes down about 10, 12 feet. It doesn't go that deep, but it, it, it expands outward. And what it does is it, it interconnects with other redwood sequoias. And as they're interconnected, they, they grow into these glorious, strong figures. And I think that's what God is calling the church to He's calling you to get your, your roots into the soil, right? And I believe your next step is, is a light group. Um, you got you to get a little bit more deeper and wider, a light group. Or maybe you need to start serving. Maybe it's highlight leadership in the winter. That's your next step as a disciple. You want to make disciples. You want to lead teams. You want to, you know, maybe it's flourishing. God has some great things flourishing. Right next year, God is working some amazing things in Pastor Kyra's heart. A lot of cool things, ladies. Maybe it's flourishing mentorship, but you, you got to get your roots down in the house of God. God created a crew, and it's called a healthy local church. Yeah, that needs to be a crew. I'm going to finish with this verse, okay? Psalm 92 says this. Good people will prosper like palm trees. Watch this. And they will grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. They will take root in your house, Lord God. And they will do well. 
They will be like trees that stay healthy and fruitful even when they are old. You got to get rooted. You got to get rooted. So now I'm going to be selfish about this. This church is going places. If you're on the train, stay on the train. If you're not on, get on. Because this is what I've come to find out. Everyone that has attached themselves to this church in a healthy local church, every part of their lives is impacted for the better. And that's what God means when he says get rooted. Stop, stop, stop hopping. Get there or get here. But whatever you do, get rooted so that every vision, every promise that God has for your life would come to pass. Come on, let's celebrate the word of God. Hallelujah.